0: If you are the sort of person who notices gardens, then you will know that we are entering into a kind of boom time. If you just look out front, the Coosa dogwood has just about finished its show. It's winding down. The clematis on the fence is exploding in purple blooms, and the hydrangeas are about to, to give their snowballs of blue and white All over the place in the church garden, in Carl Schurz Park and Central Park and sidewalk gardens and uh, street sides and window boxes, things are blooming and growing and climbing and stretching and creeping all over the place. It's a season of growth. In a way, that makes good sense with the scriptures that we hear in this, the church's season of growth. Um, We've had the big celebrations of Easter and Pentecost. And throughout the summer and into the fall, the scriptures invite us to think about the kingdom of God. What does the kingdom of God look like? How do we know it when we see it? How do we grow as a part of God's kingdom? Growth runs throughout the scriptures today. We've just heard all about it. In Ezekiel, God plants a tree as a symbol and a reminder that God always tends and cares for God's creatures, no matter what may come, whether it's a storm or a drought or a disaster. Both Ezekiel and the psalm remind us that those who allow God to do the planting and the tending, who allow God to be a master gardener, then we will flourish and bear fruit and live fresh new lives season after season, even into old age. The epistle, too, is about spiritual growth, really, as St. Paul reminds the Corinthians that, that death and life are part of the cycle. Christ went through death in order for new life to come, just like a plant dies in a way so that its seeds can create new life. Christ died giving seeds for our eternal life. Today's gospel comes in the form of a parable, or a couple of parables, really. Those stories that Jesus loves to use to uh, pull us into a story so that no matter how many times we hear it, we can identify with one aspect or another. the characters aren't necessarily uh, stuck in stone. They shift around, and we're invited to to see how we might compare with one or the other every time we hear a parable. For example, in today's story, you might have heard that story and identified with the sower, the, ones who, the one who plants the seeds and, and then steps back and hopes for the best. Whether it's seeds or seedlings, the the hope is that there will be growth. That's the expectation, really. It might not be seeds in your life that you're sowing, maybe it's something more intangible. Maybe it's an idea or a new practice that you're trying to begin. You've done what you can to get it started, but, but then it's out of your hands to a certain extent, it's in God's hands a place of trust and hope and prayer and expectation. Or maybe you began a a certain thing, a project or a task or a hope, and it was taken out of your hands, maybe out of your power altogether. Or maybe other things grow to overshadow your project. There might be the equivalent of a storm. Or maybe the birds in your world eat up the seeds and take them away. But if you're the sower, the one who plants those seeds, you you make that initial investment. And then over time, you manage your relationship to the thing or the things or the seeds that you've planted. How much will you try to control in the future? How much will you let go of? When will you ask for help? You might identify with the sower, but on the other hand, you might identify a little bit with the seed in today's parable. Maybe you feel like you've been placed in a certain place, a location, a family, a relationship, or a workplace, a social situation. It might be a place of fertile ground with lots of resources and room for growth, or it might be a rocky place, a difficult place, a place that has its fill of rough spots. Or maybe you're just trying to put down your roots somewhere, trying to find something that will stay still long enough to enjoy the sun and absorb the rain and find the energy and life within yourself to grow and expand and become. For a number of reasons, in our day, one can feel like uh, the seed—the um, seed that's been blowing away—or perhaps it feels like the the current prevailing politics and and the social mores of our country are stomping on seeds. Just as we're about to build something beautiful and caring, someone swipes it or changes the rules. And so we need that faith in the master gardener, the one who tends and who cares for all that is planted and, and loves us, each one. The birds in the parable, too, play their part. You notice they just take shade. And maybe that's where you are in your life. You, you look for a place to find rest or refuge. Others have done the major planting and much of the growing But then even one day the birds are called on to do their share, to add just the right thing to play their role in creation. Jesus tells us these parables and others to help us understand what he calls the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, of course, not being a particular place, uh, not a literal place, but every place, every place where God's intention is allowed to take root and grow. God's kingdom is full of mystery. It grows at its own rate. Some parts can be planned and laid out and organized, but other whole areas of God's kingdom are up to God's own good grace, and we have to let go. A lot of this has to do with having eyes of faith, with noticing what's growing and noticing how we might be able to help it. It's always funny to me when someone walks by the church and they say, what is that new plant that's growing? And I listen and I listen to how they describe it and I say, oh, that plant was planted 30 years ago. (laughs) But they've just noticed it this year. We're like that, aren't we? We often pass the same thing day after day, but not always notice the giftedness of what's there in front of us. These scriptures invite us to notice all around us, notice where there's seeds that may need a little help, and ask God how we can be helpful in encouraging their growth and nurture. Other times we may feel like we are those seeds, and so again, we rely on others for help and on God to be the gardener. Those who will see with eyes of faith will see all sorts of possibilities in every corner, and that vision will never dim It's, as St. Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. In just a few minutes from now, we baptize Milo and Leon, who are just beginning to grow. They're like little seeds in some ways, busy little seeds, but little seeds that are full of potential and wonder and beauty and love. And with our prayers, we lift them into God's love so that the full light of Christ might shine fully in their lives. Saying that same thing in um, my halting Spanish for those who hear Spanish a little better than English, uh, simply to rehash, El Evangelio de hoy nos enseña acerca de crecimiento. Al igual que los plantadores, a veces echamos semillas y confiamos en Dios para el crecimiento. Al igual que las semillas, a veces nos sentimos desemparados o pequeños, pero debemos recordar que nuestra naturaleza es crecer. Hoy batizamos a Milo y León que recién están comenzando a crecer. Son como pequeñas semillas. Llenas de potencial y marve- maravilla y belleza y amor. En el bautismo agregamos agua. Con el crisma agregamos alimento. Y con nuestras oraciones los elevamos al amor de Dios para que la luz de Cristo brille por completo en sus vidas. Friends, the kingdom of God grows around us and within us. May God continue to grow us in faith and love.